You're listening to the Party in My Plants podcast, and you're about to hear how I read a food label like my health depends on it. Because, well, it does. Welcome to the Party in My Plants podcast, where I make healthy living as fun as a party so you'll, you know, actually want to do it and then actually feel, look, and live your best. I'm your host, Talia Pollock. Now let's get this party started. I am wildly pumped that one of my favorite plant party products on the planet is sponsoring this episode. If you know me but at all or have spent but a few secs skimming my Instagram or recipes, you'll know that Sun Warrior Plant Protein Powder is the Kanye to my West, the Bees to my Knees, the Wilson to my Castaway. Okay, a product that I wouldn't want to live without. Looking for a way to make your smoothies actually fill you up so you don't need a follow-up snack a few minutes after finishing your smoothie? Blend in Sun Warrior. Don't want to get bloated, gassy, or feel crappy after consuming protein powder? Switch to Sun Warrior. Not a fan of protein powders with weird, chalky textures? Use Sun Warrior. There's a reason I blend Sun Warrior protein powder into every smoothie I make and bake it into every baked good I bake. And that reason is... Well, there are many, so head to the show notes of this page at partyinmyplants.com slash 18 to read all about those many reasons and find out how you can get started with Sun Warrior. Reading a food label can be as confusing as reading a legal document. There is a lot of mumbo-jumbo in there that's irrelevant, as well as a lot of funky wording that can be incorrectly interpreted. However, unlike with legal documents, you don't need to study law and pass the bar to be able to read a bar, like a snack bar. Before I explain how to read a food label with lawyer-esque skills, I gotta say, the diet of a true plant party person doesn't include much labeled foods. That's the whole thing with eating loads of plants. Aside from a wrapped flag around your kale marking it as kale, or an organic sticker on an apple here or there, or sometimes in your mouth by mistake, there aren't many labels in a heavily plant-based diet. But as I said in episode one, which if you haven't listened to, you should because it's all about what a plant-based diet really is, the name of the plant party game is essentially just eating more plants than you do processed foods. And the way to ensure the processed foods you are eating are the least bad ones possible is by reading their labels like a boss. Above all else, I want to encourage you to ignore all marketing slogans. Artisanal is about as truthfully sexy as a fake booby D-cup, and all-natural on a food package is about as honest of a statement as Jennifer Aniston gets knocked up by her gay stylist and is going to have triplets on a tabloid. When it comes to food labels, you've got to be an ass man and only stare at the backs of products. The front, where the expertly written, thoroughly tested to see their brainwashing impact BS words live, not for you. Or you're an ass man, remember? You turn that product around and check out the back label, bro. But don't go thinking that all good label reading happens in that organized area with numbers and percent signs. Sorry to burst that bubble, but grams of fat, amount of calories, or total carbs doesn't tell you anything whatsoever about what the heck is in the contents of that package. You could have low fat but high chemicals. You could have few carbs but many, well, 
chemicals. There is a place for the nutrition label, and we'll get to that in a few. But solely trusting the nutrition label to help you make healthy food decisions is like an admission office judging a kid only by their SAT score without taking into account them being the captain of their volleyball team, winning a robotics competition, being first clarinet in the school band, or completing the 30 hours of community service their mom forced them to do to put it on their application. You've got to look at the whole picture. And thank God for that because my SAT scores sucked. So the whole picture equivalent on a food package label is the ingredients list. And so it's time to hit step number one. Step number one is to shoot your eyes immediately to the ingredients list because that's the part of the label that spells out actually what's uh, in your food. Not reading the ingredients label before eating food is like um, not reading the inside flap on a book before buying it. Not reading a job description before applying for it. Or not reading a prenup before assigning it. When you read the ingredients list, notice, are there many ingredients? In processed packaged foods, the more is not the merrier. You want the ingredients list to be like your partner's ex-lover's list. As short as possible, am I right? If it's too long, I'd say over about six or seven ingredients, you really want to reconsider eating it. Can you pronounce all the ingredients on the list? I mean, even if you pronounce them wrong, like Hermione or Geoff or Quinoa, do the ingredients not sound like prescription drugs or things that should be in toilet cleaner? Because they probably should be and most likely are. Are the first half of the ingredients good things? Ingredient labels list their ingredients in order from most prominent to least, kind of like your Christmas wish list. So make sure the first half of the ingredients listed are things you really, really want to eat and for a Santa to give you. And finally, are there any liars on the list? Like, for example, did you know there are 56 ways to say sugar? Agave nectar, Barbados sugar, barley malt, beet sugar, blackstrap molasses, brown rice syrup, brown sugar, buttered syrup, cane juice crystals, cane sugar, caramel, carob syrup, castor sugar, confectioner's sugar, corn syrup, corn syrup solids, crystalline fructose, date sugar, demerara sugar, dextron, dextrose, diastatic malt, dietase, ethomaltol, evaporated cane juice, Florida crystals, fructose, fruit juice, fruit juice concentrate, galactose, glucose, glucose solids, golden sugar, golden syrup, grape sugar, high fructose corn syrup, honey, icing sugar, invert sugar, lactose, malt syrup, maltose, maple syrup, molasses, muscovado sugar, organic raw sugar, panocha, raw sugar, refiner syrup, rice syrup, sorghum syrup, sucrose sugar, treacle, turbinado sugar, yellow sugar. I've listed all those secret synonyms for sugar on partyinmyplants.com slash 18, so you don't have to memorize my poorly mispronounced list. Step two, after reading the ingredients as meticulously as you'd read the fine print on Expedia.com before pressing book, I like to venture over to the servings per because I really like to know what I'm dealing with. If what I'm eyeing as one full snack is in their mind, who's they? I don't know. If they're thinking it's a four-serving snack, then Houston, we have a problem. So I usually make sure my single-person grub in my mind is labeled as one or maybe two servings. Step three, next I venture to the grams of sugar in this booger and I rarely progress if it's in the double digits. The only way I make an exception to the double digit rule is if I read the ingredients list and there's literally only natural, real food in it. A perfect example of this is an RX bar. 
One has 12 grams of sugar, but the list of ingredients show that that exclusively comes from dates, not date sugar, which is just another fun, fancy word for high fructose corn syrup, but actually dates that I love with my whole heart, as seen by my recipes for matcha balls, date caramel, strawberry hummus, chocolate hummus, peanut butter stuff, date spirulina, snowball, snickers, spice, and cinnamon rolls, all of which I've linked to the show notes at partyinmyplants.com slash 18. So I know dates are swell, so I'm okay moving on and eating that. However, looking at a breakfast kind bar, no offense, kind bar, I see the ingredients list dried cane syrup, sugar, juice concentrates, all icky processed sugars. So those 11 grams in this bar aren't going into this bod. Make sense? This is why reading the actual ingredients first is super duper crucial. Jaffiel? In general, if sugar is one of the top three to five ingredients on the ingredient label, you might want to reconsider allowing it to greet your bod since, like I said before, ingredients are listed in order of most prevalent to least. So sugar being at the top of the list means it's one of the stars of the show. Step four, after sugar, I like to head on over to the fat. If something's unusually high in fat, I take note because maybe I misinterpreted an ingredient or I just didn't notice how it's prepared. A perfect example of this is frozen sweet potato fries that you can buy in the freezer. Obviously, the freezer. They don't usually outwardly say deep fried then frozen on the bag, but when their fat content is super high, I can't help but assume they were fried in lots of oil first, which means no thanks to my inside second. And step five. Finally, I like to wrap up my food label scavenger hunt with a quick little price check. Let's be honest, normally the healthy food labels I'm checking out aren't the cheapo Cheetos in the store. So I ponder whether this product is worth the high price. I ask myself if getting the store brand equivalent of this product would be equally healthy, or if buying this fancy company's coolly marketed product is actually necessary. I double check with myself that I'll actually eat it, and I actually really want it. I mean, would an apple just suffice? Or am I just thirsty? Do I just want some bottle of water? If I want it, I get it. And I don't complain about the price. Because I know that if I spend a little extra moolah on healthy foodla, then I'm going to need to spend less moolah on medical crapula moving forward. Oh, and if you're wondering why the heck I didn't say to look for organic on the label, here's my answer. Organic holds more weight with produce, you know? And produce, like apples, pears, and berries, doesn't usually come with a nutrition label, so they're not really what I'm talking about in this episode. Do you want to buy organic ketchup? Sure. It can't hurt, but I'd rather you buy a ketchup with the most high-quality, non-processed ingredients than one with organic tomatoes and loads of cane sugar. Not me and amigo. The bottom line is, the less labeled food you eat, the less sucky you'll feel and look in your life. But the more effort you put into reading your labels, specifically in the ingredients list on your labels, the more awesome your labeled food food choices will be. Thank you so much for listening to the Party in My Plants podcast. I hope you are feeling totally willing and label, I mean able, to confidently read food labels. For a summary of the steps I follow to read food labels, which is a surefire way to not get mistakenly duped by cute and clever marketing, fly on over to partyinmyplants.com 18. 
And a big fit thank you to Sun Warrior Plant Protein Powder, the best tasting and texturing plant protein powder and the number one product I recommend to help plant lovers get fitter. Thank you so much for sponsoring this episode. To start your love affair with this must-have plant-based product or to learn more about it, pop on over to partyinmyplants.com slash 18.